0: Welcome to the Great Lakes Golf Podcast, episode 22, presented by Reed Furniture in downtown Petoskey. Whatever your furniture need, it's Reed, indeed. Alongside Hunter Pulaski, I am Peter Garber. In today's episode, lots to cover on the local side as the Champions Tour heads to Warwick Hills. And Birchwood Country Club hosts the GAM Senior Women's Championship. Plus, we're on to the second leg of the playoffs for both the PGA and Corn Ferry tours. I'll give you our preview and picks for the BMW Championship, as well as recap everything that happened over the weekend at Liberty National as Tony Finau got his second PGA tour victory. Let's go! Great Lakes Golf Podcast, Episode Twenty Two. What a wild weekend it was, and extended into the week. Uh, But before we get to how exactly Hunter was the inspiration behind Tony Finau's victory, we got to cover some local stories, which include
1: yeah, the old
0: boys teeing it up in southern Michigan this week, right?
1: Yeah, they are playing down at uh, Warwick Hills down in Grand Blanc, I, I don't know. Have you ever played Warwick? I'm assuming you've been there for the Buick. No. Really?
0: No, I never have been on the property.
1: Wow. Uh, well, it is uh, <laughs> It's a sweet little track. I mean, the the PGA Tour just absolutely annihilated that course for a, for a long, long time. Uh, have you played it? I have played it, yeah. There are a ton of... How did you play? Uh, I didn't play as well as the big boys, but it is, it is a fairly easy golf. I mean, it is very... Landing areas are nice and wide. The greens are good they're not i mean it's it is fairly oh, It's
0: like tree lined but also generous off the tee correct
1: yeah that's how i that's how i would i mean it is somewhat country club style in that sense where it is tree lined but i do think that it gives you big enough landing areas and i mean we saw it with the on the pga tour those guys could just bomb and gouge it. i think here these guys hit it so straight that i don't think it it will make a huge difference but as far as timing goes this is going to take place friday through sunday so they play 54 holes just a little bit of local on the local side they had the monday qualifier it was actually it was it was a tuesday qual qualifier at flint golf club i'm not sure if you ever played there that's also that's one of my favorite golf courses in michigan i love Flint.
0: look at club. you getting look at you getting around you <laughs> flint golf club
1: when i was in a like a michigan pga michigan pga event back in I was probably 15 it was between my sophomore and junior year of high school and we went to the Flint Hooters afterwards Brian O'Neill was my coach <laughs> 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 with the, the Michigan elite team and I was the oldest kid there if that gives you any sense <laughs> I think Is I was statute I was...
0: of limitations like, we're, we're pa- do i passed. need to cut, do i need to cut that out
1: you can cut brian's name no i think it's me i think it's a funny You're story send
0: brian a text and be like hey just fyi <laughs> remember, remember, hunter Hunter divulged your secret yeah. hunters <laughs> hooters hunters, hunters hunters and hooters um
1: <laughs> but any, oh, anyway i'm so
0: glad we're talking about this so yeah. how'd you play that day
1: uh not as well but i, I did like the golf course a lot uh but as far as local guys that that played in the Michigan or in the qualifier uh, on yesterday, Tuesday, there were two guys. Well, more than that, two guys that made it into a ten for one pl- playoff for the work fourth Meister. spot. Yep, uh, Workmeister and a UP, right? Yeah, a guy from the UP who's middle a, school teacher. Mid- middle school teacher who also plays quite a bit of uh, pro circuit throughout the summer. That'd actually be kind of sweet being a teacher and then just be able to play. I don't know if I could do the. Teaching part, but the summertime part would be nice.
0: See, yeah. The issue there is that you have to be good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, but, (laughs) but do you think maybe we, we, we we could play more? I'm thinking that we could play more if we didn't work in the summertime, then we might be better. Yeah. Wishful thinking. Yeah. I'm pretty
0: limited mentally. (laughs) Fair enough. Uh, Another, another, I don't know. Playing more in my past has never helped that. I got actually. The biggest leap I took in my golf game was when I started playing less. I don't want to get too deep into that though. They tell us about Workmeister and and what's this guy's name? Hunter, can you tell us his name?
1: Yeah, so it's uh, Tom Workmeister and then uh, Jay J Yurick. I guess it would be uh, from Crystal Falls, Michigan, which I believe is in the UP. Another couple, uh, another a few other guys. Wait a
0: minute, you didn't check that.
1: I, I was to- to- check- I was I was told by by Monday qualifier that he was from the UP, so I believed him.
0: Oh! Oh, look at you. Are you doing like reconnaissance and not even telling me about it?
1: You don't know how hard it was to find this Monday qualifier for the senior the senior tour at Flint Golf Club. This did took
0: one of the, Tell me that one of these two guys got through.
1: They did not. No. No. Damn it! So we are. I believe we are. Um, the field is not completely set yet. I believe there might be another sponsor exemption or two because it is a Friday start. So on. Next episode, I will have a recap of any Michigan players. I'm not sure of any that are playing in it. Um, I do have a hot tip that I'd like to to give out. Billy Mayfair is playing this week. He's 55 years old. He has had a ton of success at the Buick Open when it was the Buick, or Buick Open, Buick Invitational, when it was at Warwick. 20-30 years ago uh, and he's coming off a t-second and a fifth the last two tournaments So he's kind of found he's kind of found his stride a little bit uh, He and he did an interview before he came over here. He said he's very much looking forward to playing at Warwick again So just a little hot tip
0: me really first. You don't say is this bettable I'm really gonna have to dig for lines on the champions tour, I think. I just made a quick little cursory glance, didn't see anything.
1: I believe it's I bet you, I've seen it on Barstool before. I don't know, maybe is it was this
0: like a Nick Hardy situation too, where I'm like, there's a guy who's definitely gonna win this week and then this is the day before the odds come out and then the odds come out and he's the betting favorite.
1: Uh no, he's he's fourth in the power ranking. So I mean it's it's a it is a Nick Hardy similar situation. Jim Fury is the defending champion, he's back. This year, it's only the this is only the third time this event fourth time uh, this event has taken place. I'm not sure who the first winner was, but then Jerry Kelly and then Jim Furyk. And as far as I do have betting odds right here on the Ally Challenge, Steve Stricker is plus four hundred. Jim Furyk is plus five fifty, and then it goes to Jerry Kelly at twelve hundred. Bernhard Langer at fourteen hundred. Retief Goosen at fourteen. Kevin Sutherland at 16, Ernie Els is 18, Ron Pampling at 20, Mike Weir at 20, KJ Toy at 25, Austin, Woody Austin, oh my. 30, KJ th- Choi. Yep. At 25. Is his senior? Dude. I know, man. It's, <laughs> I know. He's good. Yeah. So you actually have to get all the way down to, I don't even see, Billy Mayfair uh, is plus or is 100 to 1 to win this golf tournament, and he is the... Fourth favorite on... 100 to 1. 100 to 1. He's won from 59th to 41st on the I'll Swab Cup you. standings on on in the, in the last two tournaments. So he is playing I'll then, much better. I'll then mow then you. Okay, how much? You just around five bucks on it?
0: Two bucks? Uh, that seems a little, like a little high. He's going to win, though. How about... <laughs> give me... Gimme give, give me three if it's, on
1: if it's less give than me
0: three, three on KJ and two on Billy.
1: Okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna... I am i i do not
0: know if KJ has had no success on that tour, but I mean, come on. KJ Choi? Steve's been making cuts on PGA Tour and this inside of this calendar year. Yeah. Uh, no probably hint. as many as Steve Stricker. Plus four hundred. You think Rom's short? Plus four hundred, talk about a heavy favorite. they got two two guys under 10 and one guy at ten to one.
1: yeah, is that what you said? uh yes, uh, Stricker at four Ferick at five point five and that's those are the two at 10. Kelly at 12, Bernhard at 14. Yeah, so I don't and know
0: Kelly's number one on the points. Yeah. he's his third favorite
1: yeah, he had uh his win in 2009 he won in 2019 here. that's actually a decent value.
0: There's yeah. all kinds of value on that board. I know love I, hearing about it. Love that they're in Michigan. Get, now I got something to cheer for.
1: Yeah. No, we're gonna maybe this maybe this is our calling right here, the Senior Tour betting. <laughs> I'm willing to try anything.
0: I'm not about to. Funny thing is, I just had a moment where I was like, "Is there strokes gain data available for these guys? Are they up on Fantasy National? Like, I don't want to look at that. <laughs> Average driving distance." I think that would be uh, – They're going to play that at like 6,500 probably in that neighborhood. That's
1: where I imagine they play a lot of their yardages from. I don't think they get to – I don't know how how firm that – I don't think that course play is super firm, so I don't think it gets much more. I can't imagine they're going to get much more in 66. But it's nice to have – nice I think this rounds out the all the tours making their Michigan stops.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's been a busy summer, yeah. a great summer. All right, and then uh, PJ won too, right?
1: Yeah, over, uh, this was actually, this was a while ago. This was five, five days ago now, uh, just after the last episode, uh, PJ Maybank won another tournament, uh, the AJJ event, the Randy Wise Jr. Open. That was an event that used to be, um, I I played in it when it was at Warwick Hills. Now it is at Spring Meadows Country Club in Linden. I'm not sure, Peter, if you are familiar with the course. No, I don't know what that is. No, I've either, uh, nor nor am I, but but PJ uh, PJ fired an 8-under over three days. Uh, started with a very strong round of 5-under 67, followed it up with a 1-under uh, 71 with a double on the last hole, and uh, last round shot a 70 to finish at 8-under, three shots clear of the runner-up. So, for the people at home keeping count, uh, that is PJ's, what I believe to be his fourth win this, this summer uh, the Division Three individual boys title, the uh, Coca Cola Classic, the Michigan Junior State Amateur, which is his repeat title, and uh, this past uh, week at the Randy Wise. So, I am not, uh, we will keep you updated as far as if, if PJ, PJ has anything for the remainder of the season. It kind of seems like everything somewhat concludes by the end of september for the for the summer stretch so we will well he's got to go back to class yeah 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 he sure does he's we only
0: have a couple more weeks of summer left so he's going to be in school here in two weeks and back on the uh high school do the boys still play in the fall
1: no peter no no (laughs) You just showed your age right there. I'm
0: sorry. Absolutely. So they can really, they actually, maybe I stand corrected. You can play more AM events later into the fall since there's not a high school season in the fall.
1: Correct. Yeah. That changed in 2008, I believe before. Just
0: just while we're on the subject, I'll just go ahead and say this. You cannot play competitive golf in Northwest Michigan in the spring. Thank you. Moving on.
1: (laughs) One more point to that. I agree. (laughs) so uh, <laughs> seconded it's uh, kind of obvious i i uh we're gonna get off topic but i do think you could do both boys and girls in the fall time and get away with it i do i really do i think it's i think you're losing boys coming to the spring season with pretty much cold unless you live in a spot that has indoor golf so
0: well c- congrats to pj it's awesome. Yeah. Have a summer, dude. Oh, have no. a summer. Keep it going. Way to overcome the double on the last hole of the second round. Mm-hmm. Must have been you must have had a uh probably couldn't wait to tee off on the on the third day. So Yeah to get way to time. way to rally back and get it done. And uh up in our neck of the woods, Birchwood is preparing for some competitive golf.
1: Yeah, they are hosting the uh, of course, my computer is not loading now. It is, I believe, it is the twentieth, 20th, twentieth uh, 20th senior Michigan uh, ladies championship, and that is at Gam Birchwood.
0: Women's Championship. Gam Women's Championship might at be the twenty-fifth, actually.
1: I will confirm that right now because I actually just loaded. It is the twenty-fifth Gam Women's Senior Championship at Birchwood. It is going to start on this upcoming Sunday. It's a Sunday Monday event. We have uh, a couple local ladies. Uh, Peter's mother is playing in it, Trish Garber, and then, um, a member at Bayview Country Club who actually helped me get my job in Naples. So I'm very thankful for her. Marine White, Whitehead, uh, is also playing. She, Marine Whitehead has somewhere in like the 60, 60 to 70 range of club championships in her lifetime. So she's an absolute, she's an absolute stick. stick. It is insane to watch her play golf. She's so good. Yeah. So yeah. best of luck to all ladies involved, but especially good luck to Trish and uh, Marine
0: if you were going to try to, if you were going to bug a guest or if you're lucky enough to be a member at Birchwood play, play late this week course will probably be in great. I mean, I'm sure they're not going to get like the greens totally out of control or anything. And the co- course is always in great shape, but I'm sure they've gotten it nice and crispy for those ladies. Yeah. I'm sure. Sure. We'll have it nice and ready to go for those ladies by Sunday for sure. Mm-hmm.
1: No, I know I, I think we've we've talked about it many a time how much we uh, we both adore Birchwood, so um, we're I'm ecstatic to have them as hosts for this event.
0: All right, so can we move on to the big boys on the?
1: Yes, yes, we can. I'd I'd like to I'd like to preface everything that is said moving forward by saying that I do think that Tony can have a spot on the Ryder Cup team now.
0: <laughs> so if he- you missed us last week, Hunter had a real moment. Uh, About the Ryder Cup roster, he had like a bit of a meltdown.
1: No, 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 no. I'm not. I hate to cut you off here, but I were very, very
0: angry at the possibility that Tony Finau might be on the Ryder Cup team. Yeah, which he's now on the team. Right? Did I not see images on Twitter of him taking a call from Steve Stricker? Oh, that he he may even be in the top six.
1: That's maybe breaking moves. I have no idea. I have not. Uh, I have not heard that.
0: But Hunter, I, I, it would I, only be breaking news to you, I think.
1: Yeah. No. I. I, uh, I think he he deserves a spot. I. I and, and and you mentioned it on the last episode. I didn't. I did not think that Kevin Kisner should have a spot. I just think that there could. They, I. I think that it was more my the game plan of the united states is what was my concern not necessarily who gets what spot let the record reflect that please
0: well i will say this i'm looking at the standings now it is amazing how quickly these points change now that we're late in the season it was just last week that i was saying you can't really leave Berger off well all of a sudden he's moved down from 10th to 12th uh you know, he still has a sizable lead over Webb Simpson in terms of points. And, you know, it really doesn't matter, I guess, once you get past six, because it's only the uh, the six that automatically qualify. But Reed dropped one spot, not playing, having double pneumonia in the hospital. Glad he's going to recover. That sounds like it was pretty serious based on what we heard in the CBS Sports broadcast
1: mm-hmm.
0: yesterday afternoon. But it is interesting to look at this and think, you know, if a guy like Scheffler, who I definitely have my eye on in the cat for Caves Valley, uh can break through, he's in fourteenth at ninety-one fifty points. He's gonna pa- he's gonna pass Webb and Berger and Cantley and probably Reed. And he's gonna be up there in the spieth Harris English territory. So I think just as soon as you think the team is set, it can change again. So it's going to be really interesting to watch. But yeah, if anyone really wanted Tony on the team, you have Hunter to thank for that. Because boy, sure lit a fire under his bottom by telling uh, <clears throat> by telling everybody in the world he's not worth a damn.
1: I. Uh well first of all I didn't say that did not say that but i do i do think they give too many points to these to this the playoffs like
0: dude i, I agree how's he now number one
1: he just jumped six points in the Ryder cup he jumped all the way to first i'm not like he was way back but you, in the you, fedex you,
0: cup you mean yeah. in the
1: fedex cup yeah and you like you're playing this whole season this like and then with with events that are are I wouldn't say like far more important because this, these, this is probably the best we talked about it last week being the one hundred and twenty five without Reed without well, Louis one hundred twenty three best players in the field or in the world but it just seems like we're putting so much weight on this like like you mentioned it if if Chef if Berger or Webb Simpson wins next week they're gonna get an automatic bid it's not they're not gonna have to get picked if if it seems like they're going. Fino just went to six spots. I'm not sure what he was at as far as points prior, but it does seem like we're putting a lot of weight on these events. Maybe a little. Well, that's oof.
0: why I think that the the FedEx Cup. Maybe this is an outside of the box opinion, but I think that that's totally broken.
1: Yeah, no, I don't think it makes, makes any sense. You're playing the whole season. to really only, I mean, and then you can win. Well, I mean, this event probably means three times as much as a regular tour event as far as points.
0: Yeah, I mean, we should look that up because I don't think it's that disparate. No. But whatever it is, for Tony Finau to be number one in the FedEx Cup standings right now is, uh, is patently ridiculous. The man went through two months this summer of playing poor golf.
1: Mm-hmm. This
0: is only win of the year. So let's You've see. got multiple guys on tour with multiple wins this season. So, and he didn't win a major. I know, I know people love the Northern Trust and Liberty National and we juice it up for the playoffs, but like you, you can't tell me that he leads the season long points list and that you're the way you generate points is, is totally fair and objective because he's not been the best player on the PGA tour this year. He's not been one of the best 10 players on the PGA tour this year. It's not really that close. And in past years, frankly, he has been, but he's not had a good year.
1: He went from, uh, he was 23rd last week to, to first this week. Yeah. He does have a sneaky amount of top tens, but like you mentioned it, he had eight, he has eight top tens, but there was that stretch in the, in the summertime where it was, it was pretty ugly there for a while. So there, I mean, there seems like to go from 23rd to, to one seems kind of crazy. And for Colin, and even more so, Colin went all the way from from first to sixth just by missing the cut. He's been clearly, he's been clearly better than Patrick Cantley, Justin Thomas. Not better. I, I mean, I put Rom and I put Rom and Colin at the top. Those guys just be there. I don't think that that whatever happened at Liberty National in a, in a six day event should make that much of a difference. Five day event.
0: I did see. I thought it was so true. I saw it after the fact, but somebody had said, if there's an event that Tony Finau is going to win, this is it. This is a mess. We're not playing until Monday. The course is soaking wet. It just got 300 yards longer over the course of the 18 holes based on the fact that everything is all carry now. Like it's going to be more par-5 scoring. There's not going to be galleries. They're going off 1 and 10. They're playing in threesomes like everything lined up for Tony to break through. I wish I had seen it. I really thought Ram was going to kind of cruise. Cause actually in watching some of the golf over the first three days, I actually felt that he was playing better John Ram than he was scoring.
1: Oh yeah. No, I felt that and I felt the problem
0: that. was that carried on into Sunday over well, Monday, the final round over the first 15 holes where he should have been, he should have, he was, he, I mean, He eventually over the course of the round loss, two and a half strokes putting, but he should have been at least one or two strokes better. And then he obviously blades the chip on 16, which is just felt like it was the first bad shot we've seen him hit in two months, but it caught eventually, you know, sort of ends up costing him the tournament. Cause he can't, you know, rally rally back and hit fairways on 17 and 18. So we had to waste shots on the last two holes, obviously removing any opportunity for him to come back, but it just made all the sense in the world that, Oh, this is going to, this is an event that Tony Finau can actually break through because of all these special circumstances. And, and I think I saw some other statistic that guys who have 54 hole leads in the FedEx in FedEx cup events, maybe it was FedEx cup events, or it might have just been Northern Trust. But anyway, if you have the 54-hole lead, let's just say you're in trouble.
1: So here's the the stat that you were just talking about. Uh, I, I assume this is the one. Tony Finau is the 14th consecutive winner on the PGA Tour who trailed entering the final round. Phil Mickelson at the PGA Championship remains the last 54-hole leader or co-leader to win a, a PGA Tour event. That's an incredible stat. I mean, that's, that's, the, that's the whole damn summer
0: and now that i hear you say it that i can i don't know what to attribute that to that's just a wild trend it just seems crazy that that should go on for that many tournaments consecutively
1: not to be like not to be like tiger fanboys but like he did close at such a high rate Are we just like that and he skews the numbers so he skewed the number for so long that like it's hard to hold, it's hard to hold a 54 hole lead i don't think it's well, like glad- an easy thing to do uh, I think we do have to to mention that Liberty National got I, I believe it was close to seven inches of rain on Sunday and they played a golf tournament on Monday yeah two so even more so that helps not it might have been it was six point five at like four pm on Sunday so I'm sure it probably just I kept said
0: raining. to a couple of my buddies I'm like they're not gonna play golf tomorrow. are they insane? it's gonna of course it's gonna be underwater and do you see some of the photos from Sunday? uh yeah
1: yeah the course was underwater I mean they must have been out there all night long I, I think they, they were they and did they not have... leave with squeegees they were just squeegeeing the entire golf course just all 70s 400 yards of it got squeegeed I, I mean it was... Squeegee
0: was like trending on my Twitter feed there for a while <laughs> it was every like... picture I looked at was some guy squeegeeing something
1: I think I only watched I watched the last uh, seven holes on yesterday Monday and I only saw one puddle of water.
0: <laughs> I know <laughs> I it go, was just at the man. bottom of the, I know it was in the little Valley on 17. Yeah. I go. That was it. So Where, everybody the, was making that. Everybody was making birdie there.
1: Yeah. So I think that was worth a shout out. Cause that was extremely, impressive. I mean, just usually if that happened, you to get that much rain. You're, you're out for a week. Of course, yeah. underwater water for a long time. So those guys did a, did an awesome job. And, and then more, uh, what is that? Is that twice now in, in playoffs this year where somebody has hit it right on their opening T shot? I'm thinking of Louie in the Zurich Classic, but...
0: No, I thought
1: that was Cam
0: that did that in the Zurich.
1: No, it was Louie. It was Louie and Charles. I thought Louie hit it OB. Oh, and Cam won? Cam won with... Yeah, Cam and uh, Mark won. So but, he did what he had seen done. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think in even more... Ian might have even made a comment on before he teed off that we've seen a ball, we've seen balls go right here playoffs this year, and then he,
0: he cannot resist.
1: No, no, that to I mean that's a that's a daunting tee shot number eighteen. I that golf course, the whole golf course it, is daunting, but that tee shot especially.
0: Yeah, I thought the whole golf course was hard. Yeah, I don't. I don't, know I don't it. want. I don't even. I'm not even interested in playing there. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I was, I was looking at 18. You go like there's – you're going to either – I mean, I would hit it so far left and I don't even know what's over there, I assume. There's
0: got to be – well, you can just hit it into the grandstands and you're fine. Yeah. I That might just be the play. Yeah. But there's – I think there's a little bit more room over there than it looks like because I saw some of the shorter hitters, like Billy Horschel. I watched him play up 18 and he hit it so far left. I was like, oh, my gosh. And then it was in the fairway. So, I think there's room over there, but my heart broke for Cam when I saw that shot. I like Cam, the mullet and everything else aside.
1: You don't like the mullet?
0: No, I've just heard really nice things about the guy long before the mullet and the stash and the look and before he started playing much better and all that, which is great. I mean, I think everybody likes him now, but he played phenomenal golf down the stretch to get to where he was. He. Hit another wayward tee shot the opposite direction early in the round. I think it was on the third and made a double um, after taking the lead on the first hole. So for him to br- br- bring it all the way back was pretty impressive. And just seeing like golf sometimes just breaks your heart. That's a terrible way for a golf tournament to conclude. And how, like, I, I was, I wonder how Tony Finau was feeling in that moment because he has so many times before been the cam Smith in that situation. And maybe he didn't, you know, like block slice it 40 yards out of bounds or anything, but you know, he's, he has missed putts that he should have made. And and he lost in a playoff earlier this year when we had tickets on him and, you know, he was really, really close. I'm sure part of him was like, almost wanted to go over there and grab cam and be like, dude, I know how you feel. I know how terrible it is. And I just want you to know that it'll, it'll go away eventually or something like that. But I mean, that is such an empty, he took home a million dollars, but like, he's going to be haunted by
1: that. Yeah. He seems like he's pretty resilient. I think he'll be all right. Right. I mean, he's, he's got three I don't think, I don't know. I, I don't think Cam, I'm not too worried about Cam Smith. He seems, he, he seems like one of the bigger gamers this, the tour's got right now. He's absolutely, absolutely shows up when he needs to one battle, like one bad shot. I think if anything, I was worried that Tony was going to shank it out of, shank it out of bounds on his second shot. I kept think I did not think it was over <laughs> and not even in any way bad about Tony. I just didn't think that he like actually could do it. Like, I, didn't think, I actually I didn't
0: turned think, it. I actually, he was so late. I actually turned it off at that point. Where did he hit his
1: he second hit, shot? a uh, rate right where Cam hit his second shot in regulation, just just so be- he had a perfect ju- shot, just before that hump, pretty much. Yeah. And so I think he left it three or three or four feet short uh, and made that one. But did it,
0: Cam play all the way up? He played all the way up to the green.
1: Uh, I turned it off the second I saw Tony hit it to the center of the green. Yeah, yeah, it's good. That's so good. I don't think it was over. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you you actually can't because uh, because came up on Twitter. Uh, there was some some time back when Arnie and Jack were playing, and it was in a playoff. And Arnie had enough and just picked up Jack's ball, and the USJ made him go back. Or he picked up his ball, I guess, and, and the USJ made him go back and play it out because it's a it's a stroke play event.
0: You know, I did see that come up on Twitter, and I had I had to wonder about that too. Can you concede a playoff ball? Well, I, I guess. Sounds like the answer is no, which is totally bizarre because it's match play. Is it's it? Sudden death is match play. It's no longer stroke play. So enforcing somebody to play the hole out is nonsensical.
1: Yeah, it doesn't it does not make sense. And I wish I would have wish I would have seen to make to see if Cam did. I I, I can't say for certain if he did or
0: maybe not. they have that rule because they don't want anybody just conceding the playoff because for some other ulterior motive or something.
1: Oh. Yeah, that, that's a possibility
0: he's just like I don't need to win this tournament you want to win this tournament I concede uh, it would take a really special <laughs> and unique and odd set of circumstances for anybody to ever do that but what a gracious person what if it was Ra- like Rom playing in a playoff with Louie and Rom at this point has like 19 majors 83 tour victories and Louie still hasn't <laughs> won one. he'd be like I concede <laughs>
1: Yeah. Then I, I definitely before I hit
0: a shot, I can see
1: I could see it being a possibility. Then I don't uh, I don't know if you just said that tongue in cheek, him having nineteen majors and 83 wins, but he is these odds that he's getting moving forward. Peter make oh. me think that maybe he will just keep he might just win everything because we're going to move on to the BMW Championship. You want to give a little preview? I must at least say John Rahm having plus five fifty. Odds is insane. I've never seen odds as low. Have you?
0: I know. I was waiting. I was tapping my foot last night waiting for these odds to get released because I was really, really interested to see where, how they were going to price him. <laughs> and, like, people are people are backing him at these short numbers. So, like, I had a range of emotions watching that tournament yesterday because I was thinking, well, at least I was right about Rom. Because if you listened last week, I told you, this is the deepest field. This is the, you know, yada, yada, yada. Like he is the best player in the world right now. He has the best chance of anyone. There's a reason he's eight, nine, 10 to one. Um, And then as Tony, you know, put his foot on the gas and really started making his move. My emotions switched to, this is why you never bet anybody at eight to one, nine to one, 10 to one, because he's played almost perfect golf all week and he's still not going to end up winning this golf tournament. So to see him get priced further down to see his numbers come down from eight to one after not winning to me just means that they feel like they can put him anywhere and still get money. I, he, or they are so convinced that he is going to win this week that they want to completely disincentivize anybody betting on him. But five and a half to one in a seventy-player field, <laughs> I just like I I don't know how I don't know how you get behind that. But yeah, I'll I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about what we don't know. Hardly anything about Caves Valley. We're in Baltimore. PJ Tour hasn't been in Baltimore in six decades. Um, what I can tell you about this place is that it's really long. And because it's over 7,500 yards. It's par 72. So length and par five scoring, regardless of what else we learn about this golf course over the course of the week, is going to be crucial, particularly when you consider... How much rain we've gotten on the East Coast from Henri? So the golf course is going to play longer than than however they set it up. So if they set it up at 7,500, it's going to play longer than so it's going to be the longest damn 7,500 these guys have ever played. Um, because of the moisture, it also means the greens will probably be receptive, and I think these guys are going to make a ton of birdies again. I mean, we just got to 20 under at Liberty National guys are making triples and quads so these are if you're in the top 70 you're probably playing pretty well right now you're making lots of birdies i think we're going to see really low scoring so what little i know about this place seeing as we just finished the last golf tournament yesterday at 7 p.m or whatever it was and we've never played here before i am gonna think about targeting bombers, on the, uh, betting board. And while it's briefly, while we get to the betting board, congrats to everyone who had Tony Finau tickets. You've been waiting for for a couple years to cash one of those. And <clears throat> probably never thought you were going to cash it when you got it in the fifties. And I saw some all the way up at 60. I saw some that got later in the week and we're still in the forties guys been in the twenties forever. Uh, low 30s so to cash that ticket is pretty sweet and I'm sorry I couldn't be celebrating with you because my only bets last week were Reed and Hideki and Reed did not play so I was <laughs> just Hideki or bust and that's a tough spot to be in because I did love ROM last week but I like bombers I mean I think A lot of the guys that played well last week will play again this week. I see no reason why John Rahm should not play well. I think he is a decisive favorite. I think he's going to be eager to win this week after having last week conclude the way that it did. He's playing great, and I'm sure he feels like he lost that tournament. So there's a reason he's five and a half to one. As you keep going down the betting board here, tell you what some of the other favorites are. Xander, again, really interesting pricing. Hard to defend Xander being the second favorite, but that's what he is. But he's all the way back at 14. So the huge leap there between five and a half to one and 14. These are DraftKings odds. Speeth's odds uh, are holding steady at 16. Don't particularly like him for this golf course. Uh, and he did shoot a 62 and an 82 last week. So I think his game's a little, perhaps a little unpredictable right now. And he continues to struggle. I watched him hit some poor shots around the green chipping.
1: You say Speeth shot 82.
0: I think he shot, he shot something very, very high yesterday. Oh. I think it started with an eight.
1: Oh my! I'm gonna look it up. Yeah, look it up.
0: And yet he's still holding on at 16. Morikawa, 18 to one. Justin Thomas with a good week, 20. Louis Ustase in 22 with Dustin Johnson. Brooks Kepka, 25. Bryson coming back down to probably where he belongs at 28 with Rory and Cam Smith. Scotty Scheffler, Paul Casey, Patrick Cantlay, Tony Finau, 30 to one. Answer English Burger. Hovlin 35, Webb Simpson is 40 to 1, Hideki 45 with Connors and Lowry. And then it jumps up to 60 for Joaquin Neiman, Cameron Trigali, Kevin Nye, who had a good week, and Sam Burns, who continues to play well, having a great year. So those are the guys towards the top of the board. I mean, Rory was very popular last week, he didn't pay off on those bets. I don't expect him to be popular at all this week. But if you're looking purely at the skill set, and we're talking about really long, wet golf courses, we know how well Rory plays long, wet golf courses. He won by eight in a major on a long, wet golf course and a rain-soaked golf course. So the interesting thing about Rory, and I'll pull up the Fantasy National and see if I can get into it, but he's just not playing well with his – he's not hitting his irons uh well enough so let me see if i can get this pulled up did you figure out what speed shot yesterday
1: 79 79 oh good for him good <clears> not for great him. yeah you were, you were 60 62 on friday followed by uh 79 on monday so not uh not not jordan's best showing coming down the stretch i'll give you a name i really like and it's, it's an obvious name one of my favorite players i think justin thomas is kind of just kind of finding his Rate where he needs to rate at the perfect time as far as his groove. I, he was a stat for you where he's never very rarely as Justin Thomas lead lead the field in any putting statistics. He was inside inside the top ten. He led the field um, in putts made sixty six out of sixty eight. If Justin Thomas is making that many ten footers inside ten feet, I really really like uh, like him, and I just grabbed him at nineteen to one. I think he is long enough to, to know. I don't think length is an issue at all at that distance. Um, so I really, I think he, he showed last week that he is kind of making a little bit of a comeback. That is by far his best finish in a long time.
0: So I mentioned Rory. I was wrong about what I said. He seems to have fixed his iron play. Last 12 rounds, I like the smaller sample sizes. A lot of guys will look at 24, but I want to know how you're playing like right now in the moment. This, I could really, really get behind Rory. He's the last 12 rounds. He's sixth off the tee. He's fourth approaching the green. But he's 79th around and he's 91st in putting. So he actually hit it really good last week. And I thought he putted better on Sunday. He headed to four under on the, or Monday. He had it as a 4-under on the front and then fell back. So, right out of the gate, I mean, a long, wet golf course, I'm always going to have interest on Rory, especially if he's priced in the high 20s. So, I think you're the, looking at value at JT. I'm looking at value on Rory there. I think that's a really, really interesting price for him on a golf course that should make a ton of sense. And I do like the better players on the unfamiliar
1: Well, I, I think the unfamiliar tracks definitely help the the putters or the people that maybe aren't as good of putters because uh, nobody's seen these greens i think ball striking reigns supreme and
0: yeah i think you're right in situations and that, which, like that helps that helps both of our stories whether you like jt or you like rory i mean rory last 12 rounds he's 91st in putting
1: yeah yeah no, i know i totally i totally do
0: sudden, yeah it's like it's all of a sudden you know you saw jt have a good week with the flat stick last week and boom it's in the top five You know, and I think the same case can be made for Rory if he can fix the putter. If you agree with me and you think off the tee is going to be huge um, on this golf course and it's going to favor longer players, here's those guys gaining the most strokes off the tee in the last 12 rounds. Keith Mitchell's number one, Bryson, Rom, Brooks, Cameron Champ, Rory, Bryce Garnett, who can't possibly be in this field. Is he? Maybe he is. Um Patton Kazire, Garrick Higo, Hudson Swafford. Don't think he's in the field either. Um, that's kind of the top ten. So I I happen to think that like long and straight is gonna be crucial uh here. And so, I, like I said, I have my. I love Rom. I think he's going to be hungry. He's third off the tee. He's 40th approaching the green. He's first in strokes gain total. Uh, I mean, no surprise. He's playing great. If things line up well, you know, you can see him breaking through. But I like some of these other guys, too, who are longer off the tee and played decent last week. Like, I think Finau is interesting. I think Bryson is interesting at 35. Um,
1: well, let's pump the brakes a little bit on on Fino. It's been it was like two thousand days. Not gonna not gonna give another win five days later, are we?
0: I mean, <laughs> I know I called this out for Hideki and it hasn't come through, but I think for certain guys, and I think Finao definitely qualifies for this. The first one is the hardest one, and like this golf course seems like it's going to be perfect for him, just perfect. And he's hitting that drive. I still see him hit some big old pulls off the tee. So,
1: looks like I know, if he could, if could square
0: that away, I mean, shot 64 yesterday, didn't he? 65, something really low. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I definitely like him in DraftKings. I, I realize betting him at 30 to 1 this week, I may be the only human being on planet Earth who, who would do that, but. I just think the skill set is there. The form is obviously there. He's not going and, like, partying or anything. You know, like, that's not his personality. He's going to be ready to go again this week. He's going to be fired up. I would be pretty surprised if Rom and Fina weren't in contention again on the weekend. I'll just put it that way. I think the course is too much of a driver course, and those guys are too good with their drivers right now not to be in the mix. And then – it's playoff time. It's late in the year. I'm definitely going to give some consideration to Brooks. Yeah. Fifth yeah. off the fifth off the tee 33rd around 55th in approach. um, Eighth and strokes gained putting. Oh, I'm sorry. 56th and strokes gained putting. I'm sorry. Um, 32nd in approach. I think. The guys are not going to have to scramble quite as much this week. So guys like Kim Smith, who are just phenomenal around the green, may not have quite the advantage as greens at Liberty National are pretty small. I have not gotten the sense that Caves Valley is similar in that regard. That's where Brooks has struggled. Um, So if he doesn't have to do quite as much of that this week, I could see him popping. And he did play one really good round this week, though we did play poorly yesterday, so I just think you got to be really, really damn good off the tee.
1: I think it would, uh, with a course of seventy five hundred yards. I think that would be, I think that'd be a good place to start. I definitely it's going to be tough, especially. I don't know how much rain Baltimore got, but you mentioned it. But I mean, I, I imagine they had to have got a little bit of this, of, on Ray. Oh
0: no doubt, no doubt. I think they've been taking they've been taking rain for for a while. By the way, while we're on the betting side, and it, and we skipped winners and losers because we had no winners, and I didn't have very many tickets anyway. Um, like I said, I think Liberty Nationals are tough event to bet. It's kind of like betting majors. Obviously, it wasn't tough for all the guys that had female tickets, but um, Tom Hoagie. How can Tom Hoagie – I could not watch Tom Hoagie play off yesterday because I was so heavy on Tom Hoagie at the Wyndham. The Wyndham is a perfect course for Tom Hoagie. He missed a cut. I knew that guy was in tremendous form. I was looking at the advanced numbers on him, and I thought, this guy is on fire. Look at these numbers. He goes to Wyndham, lays an absolute egg. I basically re-examined. Entirely how I evaluate players, and then he comes back at a golf course that is a behemoth, and does not really make that much sense for Tom Hoagie. And he gets all the way into the top five. He would have cashed in each way. He was had to be over two hundred to one. I was too busy betting Andrew Putnam to top twenty.
1: Which whatever happened with that, you were saying that that was good. That was a good ticket for a while. And the yeah. Exact words were. That was, Putnam's a, making that was a, at it about smart.
0: lunchtime on Thursday. <laughs> I thought the Vegas ticket was good too. The top forty, they were both in the top five on Thursday morning. I was like, sweet, all set, kill it this week in DraftKings and everything else. And I'm like, wait, Reed's not playing. Wait, Vegas isn't going to make the cut. Wait, Putnam's in fifty third place. <laughs> I'm not winning anything.
1: That's the. Uh, I mean, that's 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 the, that's the game we play. Unfortunately, I do want to quickly. So, um, Is that all we have really for, for the BMW championship? Anything? I think
0: so. I don't have, I don't have my picks yet because the odds just came out and I'm going to look at finishing position numbers. But like I said, I would be surprised if Rob and Fina weren't in the mix. I think your drivers are going to be super important. I'm going to look at Rory. I'm going to look at Brooks. I do think the pricing is soft. You can get some great players in the twenties and thirties. So that's probably where I'll build my card and then, I know you're on Justin Thomas.
1: Yeah, no I actually I, and I don't think this is just maybe on Justin cuz I like Justin. I actually I think he he makes a ton of sense this week. Do
0: for, you want me to look at his advanced stats?
1: Uh only if they're good. If they're bad just we'll just move on.
0: Okay. Well, he's not popping up in the driving statistics, so you No,
1: know, that's he's always he's so tough cuz he doesn't hit it straight, but if he just if he can get it in the fair I don't know what's around. It looked like there was fescue on this golf course, which nerves me a little bit. It looks like it's four four inch fescue that's going to be probably soaking wet, so that that does nerve me a little bit. But
0: he's thirty eighth off the tee in the last twelve. Okay, that's not bad for him. He's sixteenth tee to green, and it's just so obvious that his putter's holding him back. I don't think these must Fantasy National must not have the numbers up yet from last week, so some of these numbers are a little bit mm-hmm. like his. He was one eighteenth in putting over the last twelve. I'm sure that's come down because he had a good putting week last week, but that was clearly holding him back before this week. Hunter's right that if he found something with his putter, and he's 38th off the tee, gaining almost a half a stroke per round against the field, like that's pretty good for JT. Yeah,
1: he actually he just switched back to his a tail old his time switching back to your old putter and making some putts. So that's what I believe that's what he did before. I know he switched. I don't know if it was for the Northern trust or I don't think he played in the Wyndham. So before the Northern trust, uh, quickly, I, I do want to, any chance that you watched the, uh, AIG women's open over the weekend? I just didn't, I
0: really wanted to, I just followed it online. Cause I just, it was, it was tough finding time to watch some of that this weekend with the wedding going on. And then I had to travel all, all morning on Sunday. So I couldn't watch on Sunday morning.
1: Oh yeah. I forgot. I forgot that we were, yeah, you were traveling too. Uh, the, well just congratulations to to anna norquist uh she is actually she has played on um on men tours during covid she actually played on the outlaw tour which is like seventy three hundred yards and she i mean she goes to prove that you i mean women can play with men she was leading after round one shot like around she shot sixty four or something like that uh within the last year on the outlaw tour so uh congrats to anna but i don't know if you saw it uh on the Seventy-second hole on Sunday, uh, Madeline Sangstrom, I believe, is her name. Uh, she hit mm-hmm. a cold S word. I, oh, I
0: saw it, dude.
1: So cold S word, right out of the bunker, and that like it ripped my heart right out of my body. I felt, I felt so terrible because I, mean, I think we've all we've all been there. Probably not in the probably not in th- this much pressure, but I mean, it was it did so look did like she a fairly. Go ahead.
0: Did she need an up and down there to get into a playoff? Is that what was going
1: on? She was tied. She could have won it if she would have got up and down. She would have won the event, or she would have gotten to a playoff. My, she, so she finished at eleven under with a bogey on the last hole. So going into that, going into that bunker shot, she was at twelve. So an up and down keeps her into a playoff. It did look like a. a I mean, it did look like a, a somewhat easy bunker yeah. shop but they're not easy in that situation so yeah. i
0: was gonna i thought you were gonna say difficult i mean she had like more sand in front of her and the green was well above her head
1: i didn't think um i thought she had green to work with that's what i was kind of I, I thought she had to clear that first bunker and it was just kind of released down towards yeah the, yeah obviously not like nothing straightforward but to see to see her uh to see her do that was was pretty terrible so i think to all, all the golfers out there felt uh, felt quite bad for Madeline because I'm sure we've all been there.
0: I well, know. and it's also I have, a but... takeaway, we watched her do that. We watched Cam do, he shoots 20 under over four days on a brutally hard golf course and then just fans one into the middle of a, you know, like once he gets to the playoff. As golfers, you have to forgive yourself. Everybody hits bad shots. We've told that, talked about that whole, From 140 yards out in the middle of the fairway, a PGA tour player is more likely to hit it outside 40 feet than inside 10. So there, you know, you have to forgive yourself when you hit bad shots. Everybody hits bad shots. It's just unfortunate for Madeline that happened in the way that it did. And for Cam. Mm -hmm. We've had a lot of, boy, golf is a, a lot of joy and there's a lot of heartbreak. There's yeah. been a lot of really tough moments over the past few months. You know, starting with Lexi, really at the U.S. Women's Open.
1: Oh, I forget about that. Yeah, there has been several. Misery's been on full display this year. I so mean, that might just be golf in a nutshell.
0: And now we get to watch the FedEx Cup playoffs, where guys are shooting in the low twenty under pars to win these tournaments. So hopefully what? East, hopefully, Eastlake is ready, and well, we will get something in the low teens, like we're accustomed to, so we don't have to watch.
1: What do you what uh, What do you like suggest that they do to these? They just need to play different golf courses because if it's, no, if it's no. raining, I don't know. I mean, if it's been raining and, and it's it's not, it's not windy. I don't. They could put it on. They could make I the know. golf course eighty five hundred yards. I fully believe this, and they would still shoot like several <laughs> under par.
0: Well, we're gonna play damn near seventy six hundred this this weekend, and they're predicting that the winning score is gonna start with a two it's going to be in the 20s so length yes i believe n- length is not it and even some sh- somewhat shorter players popped just shows you if you're short off the tee better be go with your long ar- long irons but obviously guys like keegan and kevin now played great and they're certainly not long off the tee but no i think those guys those instances are going to be even harder to, and hoagie harder to come by uh this week as it gets even longer but No, there's nothing they could do there. I really don't know that there's much they can do. It's just the rain, the rain, like the golf course yesterday, you saw it. I mean, it was just the ball, wherever the ball hit the green, that's where it ended. And if your greens aren't firm enough and the guys are going to hit every green or 14 out of 18 greens or whatever, they're going to shoot five, six, seven under. I mean, you just can't stop them from doing that. No.
1: No, so I don't really know what the we could get into it. We could have a whole episode one week about driver, like just the comfort, <clears throat> how we how conforming clubs and and how we could scale back. And I think it could be good for the game, but maybe not today.
0: I saw like a Golf Digest quote where Francis, when we met in like the 1950s, it was like, "Yeah, the technology is way too good. Golf has become too easy."
1: He said that in the 50s. Yeah. Well. <laughs> He'd be rolling over in his grave. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> he saw what was going on. If he right saw now. Blake, if he met Bryson, he'd be like, "I'm a tennis fan now."
1: I do fully. I fully believe they could play with like seventy percent golf balls. Technology's so good these days; they can make those exactly the same. I fully believe it. They could. I know they could. For a different day, though, right? Could they?
0: I don't know that I might I don't know that I mind the technology. I think some of the golf course architecture and stuff has gone away from like shorter golf courses mitigate length. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that there seems to be a total misunderstanding about if you want length to be less of a factor in a golf tournament, you need to play a shorter golf course, not a longer golf course. They keep trying to make the golf courses longer to keep up with longer players, just take the driver out of their bag. It's not that hard to figure out. So I do think we can play some of our older golf courses that are narrow and require accuracy and have small greens and require a really good short game. And you would have different results and scoring. I just feel like we're playing a lot of big boy golf courses that are, you know, driver rich and, and favor long straight hitters.
1: So <clears throat> even to your point more, uh, I said, I had to look this up cause I wasn't sure what the answer was, uh, the winning score at the RBC heritage, which is, I think the, probably one of the more well-known short courses on the PGA tour, uh, was only 19 under and that was, and that was Stewart sink winning by four. So it goes. To, it goes to show that they just played Liberty National, which is, uh, eight hundred yards longer, maybe not that many, five five six hundred yards longer than, than uh, Harbor Town. And so it is. I mean, it is possible to, to take the the driver out of the bag. But then I don't know, like the Rocket Mortgage that event just gets its teeth kicked in and i don't know so that's just there are i think there are ways you just have to be heritage is
0: much more demanding yeah uh harbortown is much more demanding off the tee than Mm -hmm. detroit golf club detroit golf club is tree-lined but it's pretty open in particular the back nine Mm -hmm. so So, but yeah i mean i i i agree with you i love harbortown i love the rbc heritage that's and they set that up to allow these guys to make birdies. It's not like they're asking them to set it up for a major format. No. I mean, you could make it harder. You could probably make the winning score more like 15 if you wanted to. But long players don't even go there, guys, because they can't hit their drivers. And they realize if I'm teeing off, we're all hitting 210 or 220 or 230 or 240 off the tee. I'm at a significant disadvantage to the guys that I'm playing against. Because my advantage is my driver yeah. and my length. So I, I just don't, you don't have to play just because you're playing a major or a big tournament doesn't mean it needs to be on a long golf course. But they don't, I don't know. We're getting a little carried away, but that to me is one of the quickest fixes for uber low scoring, but not just uber low scoring and just profiling players. I mean, it helps us on the gambling side. Makes it easier. You cross off half the field. They're not long enough to win.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, But uh, I just think that if you want not quite as many birdies you have to put or you want a more equal playing field you need shorter courses. Period.
1: I agree. That's really all I have. I think.
0: Well, let's congratulate our corn fairy.
1: Oh, yeah. Yes, we do. That and was... get
0: updates on some of our Michigan players. Stewart missed the cut at Liberty National. Speaking of shorter players, mm-hmm. guy was hot as can be. Uh, I'm sure that golf course was brutal for him. So he's done for the season. He had a great year. I think you said he finished somewhere in the 90s for the season on the points list. and he, I think he was even higher than that before coming into last week. So and then over in Boise, out west, great tournament, the beginning of the Corn Fairy Tour finals, won by Grayson Sig, Georgia Bulldog, for his second win of the season. Congrats to him, as well as Lucas Herbert, who's had a great summer, Aaron Rye, J.J. Spawn, and either Matthias or Matthias, I'm not sure, Schwab, all move Forward back onto the peak get their PGA Tour cards via the finals Corn Ferry Tour Finals 25 so you got 25 regular season cards 25 more here for playoffs. We do have two other Michigan guy had two other Michigan guys on that field. One was Ryan Brem who played on the PGA Tour this year. He tied for 43rd with a minus nine total, which puts him into a tie for 29th currently in the finals 25. So. He can have a couple of good weeks here moving forward. He could very well crack that top 25. And then Joey Garber missed the cut. So he has more work to do in terms of fighting his way into that finals 25 and getting himself back onto tour. But um, congrats to Brian Stewart on having a great year. And uh, hopefully Ryan and Joey can keep uh, moving it right along here uh, as they attempt to get their PJ tour cards back and get back onto the PJ tour for the 2021-22 20, season.
1: You watching? Last any, did you watch week, any of that Boise? I did not. It was Did a, you? Yeah it was it was a um what was what was uh Two Gloves Two Gloves name? Rye. Aaron Rye, yeah. Aaron Rye uh hit it into some really matty, maddy grass on the eighteenth hole behind the green and just had a heck of a time getting it up and down ended up he ended up three from just over the green ended up hitting it probably 30 40 feet past the hole down towards the front of the green and three putted after that so sig went from expecting to play in a playoff rightfully so to to winning after uh Aaron missed that that it looked like a four or five footer on the maybe a little longer than that on the last hole but he was a trooper He, i watched him on tv he was signing autographs staying around talking to people so he was a he was a very good sport about it. i guess i would be too if i just got my pga tour card
0: i was gonna say it's a nice consolation prize <laughs> not, to muck up the 18th one. give away a victory and then have them say congratulations when you walk off the green you're on the pga tour it's like well that's why i was here anyway i guess so yeah i'll take it
1: well, a little less money but that's okay
0: Um, I did see, I didn't screenshot it. I'm sorry. Maybe you can look it up, but our buddy Alex Scott played some competitive golf last week and played well, I think. I don't know if you saw that.
1: Where was that? I don't
0: exactly know, Hunter. I liked
1: his tweet. Oh, I might, um, I think I have it right here. He was playing in the. Oh, come on. The the Dakotas tour, which I am not super. And actually, uh, I don't know if you know. It's not Eric. It's Who's B. Lillibo. Because I think I know Eric Lillibo. Anyways, uh, Alex finished uh, T second with a uh, minus 22, the Dakotas tour based off the name I'm going to assume is in the Dakotas, but I'm going to tell you here. (laughs) The the, the Dakotas tour was founded to provide quality golf. Yes,
0: the Midwest states of Minnesota, Iowa, North and South Dakota. How have we not heard about this? Good for him though. It's awesome. (laughs)
1: Yeah, how have we heard about this?
0: Goodness. Find a tour. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean?
1: <laughs> I don't know who B. Lilbo is. Isn't Eric Lilbo? Eric Lilbo, I swear, is somebody we know, but very average. Congratulations to Alex. Minus 22. over. Four, well, four Eric
0: Lilbo is sixth. In on the money list for the Dakotas Tour this year. Alex is 15. Eric is 6. He's got 20 grand. He's played in one event. Presumably, he won said event.
1: I'm on the, uh, <clears throat> the dakotastour.com. Me too. And down in the bottom right, I see a B. Lillibo in current event leaders, Barden Golf Club. In North Well, oh, they're playing again right now? No, this was I mean this was the event you're talking about from two days ago.
0: Oh. I was gonna say they're getting busy over there on that tour.
1: Nope, no, This is
0: uh Yeah, he's not showing up on the money list, so I don't I don't understand how that would work if he just cashed a check.
1: Okay, so no, it must have just been it was a typo on Dakota's on their part. It is Eric Lillibo. Oh my gosh! You kidding me? No, we're, we're really we're getting off the rails here, but we're gonna really bad. We're gonna get you to leaderboard. Spend five minutes on that. So Eric, Eric must have a nickname. <laughs> boy, oh boy, Eric must. Well, have Well, Alex a nickname. is
0: fifth. He's got fourteen thousand three hundred one dollars in earnings this year. Keep it going, bro.
1: Yeah, this is actually a decent. So Bo Lillo, who I assume is is Eric. That's the only little boy i know from Okamis. he uh he won twenty thousand dollars i mean this was a great this was a great purse twenty thousand dollars the winner uh andre metzker from uh south dakota finished second one ten won ten thousand five hundred. alex scott also won ten thousand five hundred c- coming in a tie for second
0: yeah way to go dude
1: so and that's the thing we were talking about this earlier uh maybe before we started recording but it is tough to like all these small tours the, the, the codus tour how have we not heard about this, he says. Now we know. We'll keep you up <laughs> in all things Dakotas.
0: Uh, well, they only have 18 events. They must be getting down into the nitty gritty here.
1: I think that was the last one.
0: There you go. There you go.
1: I mean, I it's going to snow there pretty soon.
0: No, they have one more. The Bobcat North Dakota Open, dude, in Fargo great movie what movie fargo
1: oh yes yeah
0: total pro purse fifty two thousand bucks
1: that's pretty darn good
0: so hopefully our boys are still playing in that good we got another well that's why you come to this podcast we just found out about this tour one week before the season's over
1: yeah so i mean 2022 season we're gonna be all about the the codos tour tough one to say too doesn't quite ring off the doesn't ring off the tongue
0: all right, I have a, uh, I have a ten thirty.
1: Perfect, then we're just in time.
0: <laughs> what a great episode! Thank you, Hunter.
1: Yeah, no, <laughs> we were all over the place, weren't we? Yeah,
0: yeah, that was wild. All right, all right good luck this week.
1: Yep, talk to you.